If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 91 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast, our second-to-last divisional predictions episode of the 2023 season. I am here, Noah, with my friends Brian and Adam, and if you watched our Instagram story yesterday, you also see I am here with our first-ever producer, the chihuahua named Yo-Yo. Uh, I am pet sitting for my fiance who is currently in Spain, just saw an amazing El Clasico versus Real Madrid and Barcelona. Um, so it's me and Yo-Yo hanging out for the week and he's, uh, making sure there is chicken tender talk on this episode. So, (laughs) um, but Brian, how's it going? Man, I'm tired. Played some golf yesterday, played some softball today. I am worn out, but I've had a great time rooting for the WBC, and it has me pumped for the season, man. Like, I was watching, and I was upset about, like, the way a bullpen was being handled, and I was just like, man, I miss that feeling. (laughs) Just, like, judging every move the manager makes. Baseball's almost back, and I could not be happier. Baseball's almost back. Yeah. Go for it, Adam. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Baseball's almost back. WBC's been awesome. It's just it's, it's so exciting. We'll talk about WBC a lot more on a different episode, though. <laughs> yeah, we're, we we decided we probably need an extra episode to come out just to get all our WBC talk in and be able to get it done in a timely manner. So that will come some point after the championship game. Yes, sir. yes for sure. But there is one big WBC piece of news that's lingering over our heads. And it is that Edwin Diaz, the Mets star closer and really one of baseball's shining stars in uh, 2022, uh, saw his his intro song really transcend pop culture, not just in sports culture. Edwin Diaz out for the year, though not according to him, uh, <laughs> torn patella in his knee during a celebration. And it wasn't like a dog pile or anything, not like anything was anybody was doing anything dumb literally just jumping up and down and a and a pop absolutely freak tragic accident. yeah freak accident yeah. after he just struck out the side against the dominican in one of the best games of the wbc and an honestly recent baseball history which i feel like there's been a few of those in this wbc um just absolutely tragic i didn't see this live but i was watching the usa game and saw the little update and it was literally like it made me emotional just even seeing that i don't know how you guys reacted yeah man it was definitely an interesting situation like you're so pumped up for puerto rico they won the game right they're excited and all of a sudden he's having to be like carried off and like even put in a wheelchair just to get back to the locker room so, I mean, it's tough. You hate to see it. 
I think the Mets should be able to figure it out. I mean, they still have a good bullpen. They still should be able to piece it together, but definitely not what you like to see. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Big freak accident, but, you know, the kind of freak accident that could have happened in any game ever. It just sucks that it was one that, you know, came off of such an, uh, you know, immediately after such a, a high of a win. Um to then have that happen immediately after just sort of makes it that much worse. Um, but, uh, you know, hope, hope he recovers well. Um, you know, and if we, we don't, if had... we don't see him back this year, then yeah, hopefully a, a, a big resurgence in 2024. Yeah. I mean, we, speaking of freak accidents, we had another freak accident, uh, when Venezuela was playing the U S uh, Jose Altuve took a ball high and inside it caught his thumb. Yep. And he's broken his thumb. He's going to be out. He's having surgery, and I think he's out eight to ten weeks is what they're saying right now. Um, that's a tough blow for the Astros. I mean, I mean, we're talking about the West today, so we'll see if that changes any of our out like thoughts on the Astros. My quick reaction is Astros are probably going to figure it out and be fine. Um, and Altuve, I mean, it's like we're talking about broken bones, like the same with Musgrove, right? Like, once a broken bone's healed, it should be fine for the most part. So yep. we should see Altuve back to normal in eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Also, broken thumb, kind of the thing. Obviously, thumb is still a pretty, uh, yeah, ar- arguably uh, most important finger. Uh, but it's the kind of thing where y- you can, you can really, you know, in the recovery process, it doesn't stop you from doing a lot of other things, right? Like. It's not like, I don't know, tearing your ACL where it's yeah. like, okay, you cool. Can still run. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can't really do much. <laughs> it's one of the reasons that ACL recovery process is so long. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's, he, he's not going to skip a beat once he's back. That'll be great. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, we're going to uh, dive more into the in depth to the WBC. Uh, going forward in a future episode, but I think it's uh, important for us to shout out that there's been a lot of controversy with the WBC, though I think it's uh, one of those instances where it's a very loud minority. Uh, I just want to say that we're a very pro WBC podcast. We love this tournament. It's been amazing. Freak accidents are going to happen. Mariano Rivera had to miss a whole season because he was shagging balls in the outfield during BP one time. It's just things are going to happen, but this has just been so awesome to see uh, these, you know, these awesome players represent their countries and have a great time. And really, as I mentioned earlier, provide some of the best baseball, not of just 2023, but in, you know, recent years. So, yeah, we'll get a little bit more into it later, but just wanted to shout out. We are super pro WBC here. We love it and can't wait uh, to watch the rest of the games this tournament and then keep watching it next time it comes around in four years. Absolutely. Yeah, some really quick non-WBC news before we get into our predictions for the West. Sergio Romo is re-signing with the Giants minor league contract, and it's not like a normal minor league contract. It's literally just going to be until the start of the season. Uh, The Giants do a warm-up series against the A's every year, and Sergio Romo is going to retire after he pitches in Oracle one last time in a Giants jersey. It's going to be really cool to see for like one of the warm-up games are going to throw him in for an inning. And it's just been dope to see him around the Giants and just talking to the other relievers, talking to a lot of guys. He's actually quick little fun Sergio Romo stat. 
He's played the fifth most games of any San Francisco Giant ever at 515 games. Dude was that is crazy. Dude was there yeah. and was super like relevant and consistent for a while. <laughs> well, in those in the only... 515 games he pitched, he had I want to say it was like a 2.78 ERA. Dude was phenomenal for the Giants. Yeah. Is that like as a pitcher that many like games yeah, or is he that had just that many as appearances. a yeah. no but he pitched like, like a total of 430 innings i believe because you said player i is it did you mean pitcher or did you just mean player uh the thing i saw yesterday said player the fifth most of any giants wow, player. you're only getting in like 60 games a year yeah and i need to double check that because there's a couple guys games. Yeah. there's a couple guys off the top of your head like Willie Mays appeared in a ton of games. Barry Bonds, right? And then you have Buster Posey, and you have uh, Crawford. Like I, I could see how fifth sounds weird. So that might have been a just of pitchers. Yeah, still cool accomplishment. It's a very storied franchise with a lot of long term pitchers, and he's right up there with them. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love love Sergio Romo. One of my favorite players of all time, just in general. Um, just a really unique pitcher in general. Awesome dude. Yeah, that's that's the kind of um, retirement style contract that you just you love to see. That feels good. Oh, yeah, I mean, dude, he's won three World Series with the team. He one of the few guys that was on all three teams. Uh, just incredible to see. And actually, one of my most memorable moments as a San Francisco Giants fan was when he threw the fastball right down the middle <laughs> to Miguel Cabrera to throws, yeah. the World Series. Yeah, throws he throws the, the triple crown. Throws the triple <laughs> crown winner with a 89-mile-an-hour fastball, middle-middle. middle. middle. <laughs> Dude, yeah, after only throwing sliders, that was like, that might be one of, that's a top five memorable moment in baseball for me, and... Yeah, it's, it might be top it's amazing. Three, honestly, it's an it's an amazing moment. There's an awesome video with uh, Trevor Plouffe where they uh, they go back over that entire at bat like in detail, and it's yeah. one of my absolute favorite videos ever. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. Well, are you guys ready to get into the predictions? I'm yes. so ready. Quick shout out: it is official. The United States are going to the WBC final. They just won fourteen to do. 14 Dropped a to couple tutties. Couple touchdowns. Yeah. Ah. Couple, double touchdown. <laughs> Trey Turner, a couple bombs. Cedric Mullins got in on the action in the eighth inning, too. Love that. Uh, Cedric Mullins yeah. needs play more. He needs play. But He's a he needs play. But I mean, dude, they're going to championship game. That's going to be a blast. Uh, like I said, we're going to come back and talk about how that goes. Indeed. You guys right. feeling NL, AL? I, I vote AL. AL. It's AL. AL. We're going to the AL West on opening day. Once again, we're going to see the Seattle Mariners versus Cleveland Gardens. Love it. But Love it. First. So speaking, first let, place, you have the Mariners? We're going first place first. Yep. Anyone did it? Anyone did that? I'm Astros. I'm Astros. I am okay. the best team in Texas. No yeah. shot you did that again. The Astros. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, I forgot the Astros were in Texas for a second there. I was like, no <laughs> shot he picked the Rangers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Second place. Second place. Oh my gosh. It, the second best me, team in Texas. The Rangers. Be, oh oh. It has to be the Mariners. Nope. It Mariners. Mariners. Okay. It's the Rangers. Now, now I. 
so for me, second place was tough, and third place was even harder for me. But I went with the Angels. At stupid, terrible take. Third place was really tough for me as well, and I also went with the Angels. Psychotic. Mariners. Psychotic. Mariners, third. Fourth place, I have the A. I'm just kidding. The Rangers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, none. Look, I know as much as you like to meme on how much I believe in the Rangers, there's no shot you put the A's above them. <laughs> yeah. Know, Rangers four, A's five. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Angels. Angels four, A's five. Really quick, I want to shout out my friend Derek, who's an A's fan. I asked him for his quick little prediction for the A's and he said stop talking (laughs) (laughs) he told me he thinks there'll be 75 to 80 wins pitching is better than people think he said they'll be in fifth place but wouldn't be surprised if they finished fourth with the Rangers slipping a bit Rangers always get injuries I don't know how fully on board I can get with that take I think things would have to go crazy wrong for the Rangers and I think 75 to 80 wins is a tad aggressive. For I the see A's, that. I see that 75 but... wins and I flip it the other way around. That's how I have them predicted. 57. That is tragic. <laughs> that is what's in that. No, no joke. That's what's in my doc. Oh, man. Yeah. Shout out, Derek. Thanks for listening to the pod. But uh, sorry, we did not share your optimism with the A's. Yeah, I don't. Speaking believe. of the A's, do you want to start there with the breakdown? I mean, we might as well. Um, they're they're probably the easiest team to break down. Yeah, um, there's not much I'm looking at here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, they made they made a whole bunch of fun little pickups. I mean, you look at you look at their new acquisitions from this off season, and there's a whole bunch of them, but none of hey, them Asus are that Aguilar. interesting. Um, Asus Aguilar is kind of interesting. Asus Aguilar is probably the the most interesting one, and then you got Taro Fujinami yeah. is the most interesting. Fujinami. Okay, yeah, yeah, guy that's, from Japan. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you know, otherwise it's like Jace Peterson. Okay. Aledmus Diaz. Okay. Drew Ryshinsky. Shout out um, NC Dinos. Okay. <laughs> you know, Trevor May. Uh, okay. Trevor May's solid. He's I think solid. Trevor May's solid. No, Trevor May's solid, but it's not yeah, like, I a, think Trevor May's a trade piece though. Honestly. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, but it's not instilling in me anything that good about the A's. They're, they're just not that good of a team. Um, there's there's not going to be many situations to use Trevor May to leverage him correctly. <laughs> right? Yeah. It turns out it turns out to use your closer, you usually want to be leading, and for the most part, this team's not going to be doing that. Loriano is really interesting to me on this team. Uh, I don't know. Like Loriano's like kind of the last guy left from that strong core they had. He, I think he literally is the last guy left. Yeah. And I mean, he's had that PED suspension, and I don't even remember him playing last year. Did he play? Was he even any good? He like, was okay. Is he a guy they're gonna maybe look to trade? Everybody like, does he have value anymore? <laughs> like, I just, I literally don't know what to think of this A's team, and I don't think I'm gonna talk about them much this year. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. just looking at this lineup. It's like other than Tony Kemp, there's not really a single guy that you're that you feel confident will even get above a 310 on base percentage, which uh, is not what Brad Pitt told me in Moneyball. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just like there's. I mean, Tony Kemp and Loriano could be fun. Jesus Aguilar can be fun. 
James Caprillion's been a solid pitcher. Uh, I'm excited to see Richinski in the majors. Shintaro Fujinami, especially opening day against Otani, that should be really exciting. And maybe he could do something in the majors. That might just... be the that might be the coolest thing the A's do all season. Yeah, there's it, just a lot of uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm Christian Pache is interesting May. too. Yes, that's what I was coming to. But yeah. Trevor May, I'm glad that he's going to get the stage to you know shine and then get traded away. Uh, but if I watched Pache at the beginning of last year quite a bit. And oh my gosh, if this guy could hit at all, he would be one of the funnest players to watch in all of baseball. He is an incredible center fielder and electric on the bases. uh, All like, you know, shades of kind of like a Byron Buxton style in all ways, just uh, much worse. Yeah, Um, I I was like, I also remember Pache being like, wow, he looks like he'd be really fun. Uh, And then looking into his stats and just being sad. Um, continuing that trend, he played in 91 games and batted 166. Yes, that's yeah, we got that's bad. That is bad. Uh, but Esturi Ruiz, yeah, he's a guy who's stolen like uh, so many bases in the minor leagues, and now you give him some five bases rules. in 2022. Yeah, that's so nuts. you give him some, you give him some extra rules here. Uh, that'll be. Oh wait, fun. sorry. That was 65 RBIs. He had 85 stolen bases yeah, in 2022. Actually <laughs> absurd. Oh, man. Sorry, I misread that. But no, he's going to be starting center field. Yeah, he should be exciting. Dude, if they can get Pache and Ruiz going in that outfield, get a little speed going, that could be a really fun defensive outfield and duo that's just flying around the bases. Hmm. That's yeah. my most optimistic twist on the A's I have. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Hey, optimism has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Who's going to be their all star? Who's going to be their all star? Uh, um, boy, I don't know. Probably. I, I think. Camp. No, no, no. I'm going to go with Fujinami. Fujinami? Did yeah. I say that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. That would be good. That would be really exciting. I would guess the the best odds. Uh, I know Vegas has this in their books. Who's going to be the A's All Star? Uh, <laughs> it's probably Trevor May. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's fair. You could just you could add a bullpen guy in there. He might have a good first half. Uh, who knows? Has yeah, Mariano I, I, made one before? I don't know. Have it. Let's look at maybe. I I don't know. He had some good seasons. I don't know if he was ever good enough for All Star game. I think I remember him having good nope. second halves. Okay, yeah, second half guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, twenty nineteen, he had an eight sixty OPS. Yeah, yeah. That was for a center fielder. That's fun. That is fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. So, okay. We done with the A's. We're going to the Rangers now, since two of us yeah, had them in yeah. fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, take it away. Yeah. Look. All right. Look, I believe in right. the Rangers again. All right. Um, they just picked up a Hall of Fame manager. I feel like people keep forgetting that Bruce Bochy's going to be their manager. Uh, they got the best pitcher on the planet and a couple of huge rotation pieces to to go along with it for a, a bullpen that, in, in fairness, kind of sucked. Um, but this team, I think, was not nearly as f- bad as people seem to think that they were. 
Um, they were number one in baseball in one-run losses last year. Um, so tons of close games. And if you flipped all of the one-run games across the league, so all one-run wins become losses, all one-run losses become wins, they would have been the fourth seed in the AL. <laughs> um, the 68-win Rangers only had a thirty-six a negative 36 run diff. So like this is a team that on... Like at first glance, you go, wow, they were absolutely atrocious, but they are seriously not as far off, I think, as people like like to believe that they are. Um, they still have some seriously good bats. Obviously, Simeon and Seeger are really, really good. Adelise Garcia is super electric as well. You've got some really solidly decent bats at the bottom of the lineup. They're not like totally top heavy. The rotation is absolutely nuts now. They went from having one of the worst rotations in the league to having DeGrom, Martin Perez, John Gray, Uvaldi, and Andrew Heaney. That's a pretty, pretty dang good rotation. Um, bullpen gets a whole lot better with the addition of Will Smith. Um, I think they also got Reyes Morantes and Dominic Leon. Yeah. Um, yeah, bunch of giants. Tons of but but tons of guys with some serious uh, experience and a lot of upside still. And now they're under a manager that actually knows how to run a damn bullpen. Um, I, like, I seriously think that the Rangers are so much better than people are giving them credit for. Um, they're, I think they're a really solid team. I think they're poised to, to do some, some good things this year. Brian. Yeah, yeah I, so... Well, my worries Ryan, with the A's, would you say their ceiling is second place? Yes or no? Or is it third? Yeah, I would say second place is a ceiling. Like if we're talking total potential, this team has the potential and has the star power where if you have a fully healthy season from DeGrom, you have Seager and Simeon clicking Adelise Garcia still doing his thing. I think this team as a ceiling could finish second place. Now, my worry is the second half of this lineup like this the second half of the lineup had some shortcomings like doesn't really have the best hitters down there and they didn't really do anything to address it i mean they brought in robbie grossman but like is that really where we're at where we're <laughs> believing in robbie grossman to be someone to help you out so i think they could have made a move to go after someone maybe in the outfield like left field I don't know. Jonah Heim had a really good underrated season for them, though, so I do want to shout that out. He was great for them. It has on Fangraphs. It has Mitch Garver as listed off the bench. He will probably DH for them a lot more than that. Honestly, I think they should try trading Mitch Garver. I mean, I think he's still a starting caliber catcher, and you don't need two catchers. Um, so I think that I thought he was going to get traded this offseason. That's kind of interesting to me that he didn't. And Degrom, the biggest question about Degrom is. How many innings are we actually going to see him on the field for? And how did Andrew Heaney, the things he figured out in LA, is he going to be able to take those with him? We're going to see a very common picture. Uh, sorry, concern with these LA pictures leaving. Like how many of them will take what they learned? We're going to talk about it with the Angels too in a second. Uh, Martin Perez, can he continue his dominant last year? So far in the WBC, that answer might not be yes. <laughs> Granted, he <laughs> did that against the US team, so... That's not really a fair way to grade anybody. Um, the bullpen, like, I don't know. It's interesting. And the Bruce Bochy edition is extremely interesting. Obviously, I'm a Giants fan. I love Bruce Bochy. But Bruce Bochy, as much as I love Bruce Bochy, the overall opinion of Bruce Bochy isn't always great. I mean, he's not a 500 manager over his career. 
Uh, he was, my dad would say he's right place, right time sometimes. Like he just was blessed with some phenomenal pitchers that came up in the San Francisco system. And you could argue they kind of carried him. Now, I'm not going to hate on Bruce Bochy. I love the man, three World Series titles. That's the closest thing to anything negative you'll ever hear me say about him. But what is he going to be able to do here with Texas? Who knows? And I don't believe he's managed with these new uh, reliever rules. I could be wrong Probably in saying that. Probably not. So that's something interesting to monitor. Like, does that affect how he how he runs his bullpen and stuff? So it, it it's interesting. I just, I don't know. For me, and me putting the Rangers at fourth is not me saying they won't be good. I think there's a chance you see them at 500. Maybe even, like, a common theme we talked about a lot in the Central episode last week is you have to play everyone now. So those Central Division teams are going to get beat on. So I think we're going to see a lot of good records out of the West and the East. So they could have a very good record and I think still finish fourth place. Go for it. No, excuse me. So um, looking at this lineup, there's definitely some solid pieces. Uh, Simeon and Seager at the top. Simeon in 2019, I believe he started a every other year trend. So if that stays true, he's on for a good one this year. Uh, and had a solid second half of the year after an absolutely atrocious first half. Uh, Seager had a solid year, um, but snapped his streak of uh, 900 OPS seasons with a 772. So both Simeon and Seager need a definite step up from their 2022 seasons, and you feel like they're capable of that. Nathaniel Lowe went from a pretty solid player to an all-star caliber player last year and and we'll see if that's for real or not um fangraphs has at least garcia as their cleanup hitter and i do like garcia he's an excellent defender um gives you some pop and speed but with a lot of swing and miss and low on base i think that's the type of guy you want being your like eight hitter and uh, i think if you're relying him uh, as a cleanup man that's uh, that's not the the best look uh and kind of Brian was saying earlier, Heim really solid year last year. Um, hopefully you can keep that up. And then it's some guys we'll see. Bubba Thompson in center field. Don't know who that is. Um, He's young. Let's, let's go, though. Yeah, um, Bubba Thompson and Josh Jung are going to be two interesting question marks as far as young players who with basically no major league experience. We'll see what they get to do. Yeah, I would have liked this team to acquire like a veteran bat. They really could. I guess that's what Robbie Grossman is, but I don't know. Yeah, Grossman, I think that's with, you know, Josh Jung being a young guy, Bubba Thompson, um, Garcia's 30, not not as young as I thought, but um, just... He doesn't have a lot of major league experience, so... Yeah, so yeah and they've also different. got Leody Tavares, who is also another young player, young outfielder, who we'll probably see a decent amount from. Yeah, Grossman's just gonna his guy has a lot of good habits at the plate, works good at bats all the time. So he's a guy that's gonna everyone's gonna love him in that clubhouse and he's gonna have some great habits at the dish that are really gonna rub off on everyone. Jose Leclerc's saw in the pen. And I agree with Brian that this is a uh you know, four floor, two ceiling type team. And here's I mean the lineup is just I don't know, it's it's got some really all-star pieces but just not quite doing it for me but then we look at the 
rotation. And this rotation is a Rorschach test, I think. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, whoo, that rotation. And sometimes I look at it and I say, you got three of five guys who have had uh, recent injury trouble and have not pitched a lot. And then you have two guys that really haven't proven themselves over an extended period of time. So it's like DeGrom and Iovaldi, pretty proven guys, injury history. Andrew Heaney, both injury history and not the most extended uh, <laughs> track record. And then Perez and John Gray, who have been pretty solid in recent history but don't have a long track record of that. So this rotation could look really good, or this rotation could absolutely explode in the Rangers' face, and it's an easy fourth. But I'm obviously hoping that it's solid because you like to see the teams that spend money get up there. Um, but that's that's why I put fourth, and then I also think some of the stuff that I'll get to with my Angels prediction is why I have the... Angels in third ahead of them, but I'm hoping for a solid, exciting year um, and some fun Texas Rangers baseball. I I will say one of the other reasons that I'm slightly high on their rotation, despite injury history, is looking at the people that they have sort of in the wings as far as minor leagues. They still have Dane Dunning. They also still have Jack Leader and Cole Wynn, who are both top organizational prospects for them. Um, They've got starters ready to go. as if, if any of them go down. So you could even throw in Kamar rocker. I mean, he yeah. was a big name. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, they have um, Danny Duffy that actually Danny Duffy. That one's very interesting to me because he was very good like two years ago and we didn't really see him much last year with injury. Yeah. They've also technically, I think still have Jake Odorizzi and Glenn Otto. So interesting they have a lot of starting pitching so i i I understand i understand the injury concerns especially you know with this with the top of this rotation like you obviously have people who have that that injury history but yeah they've got a ton of backup arms they have clint frazier on their bench are we finally gonna see the clint frazier breakout (laughs) oh man okay finally on to the angels sure so the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Of Anaheim. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Of Anaheim. Yep, yep. Stole our heart at the beginning of last year. They mm-hmm. went on that run, and I'm pretty sure there's a power ranking video where I put them as the best team in baseball. It happened. I <laughs> hope not. They were they no, there probably was. Actually, they that's were true. Phenomenal. They were really good for a while. Dude, we had Mike Trout do Mike Trout things, Otani going off. Taylor Ward was like on another level but this team brought in some interesting pieces this offseason brought in hunter runfro brought in brandon drury brought in geo urshela and brought in the american shohei otani which how can that be a bad thing um (laughs) brett phillips for those of you who weren't sure who i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) they also had their top prospect coming up this year logan ohapi playing some catcher so that's exciting but when i look at this lineup I am way more confident in this lineup than the Rangers lineup. I mean, Ward, how much of last year was real? I'm willing to say maybe he wasn't. He was close to Mike Trout level for part of that season. I'm not going to say he's a Mike Trout player, but I think he has potential to be an above average baseball player. And when you pair that with Trout Otani, Rendon's coming back. I mean, what is Rendon going to look like? Hopefully he could piece it together, man. There was a time where Rendon was a legit hitter. Now they have Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury, Jared Walsh, 
Even David Fletcher is your nine hole hitter. I'm taking that. Turn the lineup over. Uh, defensively, I have some question marks about David Fletcher being your everyday shortstop. Uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and then this starting rotation is way better than people think it is. They weren't as bad as we like to say they were last year. I mean, Otani was great. Patrick Sandoval was great. Yeah. And then they bring in Tyler Anderson, who was great with the Dodgers. I mean, if we're going off performance from last year, that's a really good one, two, three punch. Uh, My biggest question mark, and I think a lot of our biggest question mark is probably this bullpen. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have some excitement, though. Maybe Quijada will come out there with his jersey unbuttoned and turn into the closer of the year. Yeah, I I doubt it. <laughs> um, but uh, I like this Angels team, man. I'm optimistic about them. I think their ceiling is also second place. I almost put them second place over the Mariners. I would, yeah. Like, remember that pause we took before the podcast? That's what I was deciding. Like, do I? How much do I really believe in this Angels team? I keep telling myself I'm not going to let myself believe in them. Man, I want to believe in the Angels. I want to see Trout and Otani on the playoffs together. Please happen. Yeah, I mean, look, they got better, but they are so bad at using two all-timers, like generational talents, that I'm not allowing myself to have faith. (laughs) I'm, I'm just not. They should be amazing, but they fumble the ball so consistently that I'm just, no, I can't. I'm not allowing myself to do it. I think the rotation is awesome. I know we, I, I do think they're underrated, um, at least by people who have no idea what they're talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, talking about that bullpen, it is one of, if not the worst bullpen in baseball. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, it, I have not a lot of faith in their bullpen. Um, Matt Moore in the bullpen. <laughs> It's a, it's a rough bullpen. <laughs> um, yeah, I, man, I just hope that uh, by trade deadline we see Shohei on a different team. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that why kinda, their floor is definitely four. That's if they trade Otani. <laughs> that kind of leads into my thoughts on this team and why I think they're going to be third. Well, like, uh, I think that this team is good enough and the playoffs are expanded enough for them to be at least somewhat close to playoffs throughout the whole year. And though it might make sense to not let Otani walk for nothing, I think, I don't know. I just think ownership is going to be like, but we can maybe make the playoffs. And do you have any idea how much money Otani brings (laughs) us in? And do you have any idea how much money Otani would bring us in if we somehow made it to the playoffs as well? And I yeah. think they're just going to hold on to that. And I think Otani's going to be on this team for the whole year, if I'm being honest. Unless it just absolutely explodes and they're like 10 games out of a playoff spot, I think they're just going to have that little bit of hope and they're going to keep Otani and that's going to you know keep them above the Rangers. Um, but I do like this rotation. I love... Patrick Sandoval, especially what he's shown us in the WBC. I'm hoping Detmers and Suarez take big steps forward. And I, I'm hopeful for Tyler Anderson. I know I've pointed out um, how he relied so heavily on the shift and masterfully pitching to the shift last year. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful he'll be able to keep up his good work in the other LA team uh, this year. 
but yeah, I just like the additions as well. And I'm hoping finally to get something from Rendon. Uh, Renfro has had several years in a row of 800 OPS. Jared Walsh looking for a big bounce back. And Trout and Otani, what else could you ask for? Uh, ceiling second for me as well. Uh, but I'm going to lock him in in that third spot. This team also has some very interesting former prospects in Joe Adele and Mickey Moniak. Uh, both were, I mean, Mickey Moniak was a number one overall pick by the Phillies, never able to put it together. Joe Adele, uh, 10th overall pick by the Angels. He hasn't really been able to put it together. And it's just really interesting if one of those guys can break out. I mean, all three outfield spots are kind of full by Taylor Ward, Trout, and Renfro, but they could. I mean, provide some defense and speed off the bench. And maybe if someone gets injured, help out. I don't know. It's just very interesting. I, the Angels are a weird team, man. I Because <laughs> they're going to have a decision at the deadline. They're going to, if they're going to go for it, they have to go acquire relievers. That's like not de- debatable. Yeah. They have to go get two or three relievers in my mind. Uh, and if they don't make the playoffs and end the year with Otani on the roster, that might be burn like it to the ground. All time worst decisions. Like yeah. we make fun of the Rockies, but that's because the Rockies were like, they knew they were out. The angels are going to have a horrible decision. I mean, if they trade Otani, I still think they have, I, I don't think they have second place potential. If Otani gets traded, obviously that's why they trade him. I think they still could find a way to finish third potentially without Otani. Assuming he's on your team the first half of the season. Um, I don't know. This seems interesting. A lot of different ways a season can go. If Otani gets traded, though, that's going to be an insane trade package. Yeah, that like, would be nuts. And, and that's part of the reason I think if he gets traded, they still could potentially be a third place team because the amount of pieces you could potentially get in a third place team some of those probably will be major league ready players. Yeah. So. Well, Mariners next, I'm assuming. Yeah, it has to be Seattle Mariners where we are going to be at for opening day baseball. Probably seeing Luis Castillo on the mound, who I absolutely love Luis Castillo. Nothing better than a guy the Giants drafted and worked on developing just to trade away and him become a superstar. Absolutely love to see that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm this Mariners team, like it's America's team, right? Do you want you guys want to go first? I feel like I've been going first a lot. Who wants to break down the Mariners? I'll go first. Um, I'd say I'd go out on a limb and say this is our favorite team in the division. Um, no, my second favorite. (laughs) Unbelievable. Go guards in this division, division, Brian. Oh, I don't know how to listen. Either way, still my second favorite Rangers, baby. Yeah. Sure, anyway, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But Mariners, all the way. Um, some I, I I'm an A's fan. I feel Sorry. like I've, <laughs> I feel like I've heard a little bit about Mariners fans complaining about lack of offseason moves. What? But I like the moves that they made. Colton Wong up the middle, Teoscar Hernandez, um, in right field now, and then AJ Pollock and Tommy Lastella kind of being your DH rotation, maybe along with some other guys, some prospects that you'll call up. Um, and I think that's that's good. Like maybe you could have done more, but you know, setting yourself up for maybe a, a move that you'd like in the future a little bit more. But I think Wong and uh JP Crawford up the middle 
really strong, especially with the you know shifting limitations mm-hmm. uh, coming up. I think you're going to see some really fun plays from them. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, I think, is primed and ready for a really solid year. I think that Teoscar Hernandez needs a batting average of 260 or better to really, to really be a presence that this team needs. They have, I mean, they have Julio and Ty France to be their kind of higher batting average guys. And then they have a lot of low batting average guys. I think to have one more guy in that, I don't know, 260 plus range would, would really mean a lot for this team. Um, so that's one thing I'm really looking out for. Um, but yeah, you know, we got Big Dumper and Eugenio Suarez, two of my favorites. And maybe we're finally going to see something from Kelnick. Uh, but this rotation, just awesome. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, just four studs. And then Marco Gonzalez, say it all the time, the guy you never know how he gets it done, but he gets it done, you know, 30 times a year, uh, showing up, giving you a solid five to six innings, occasionally seven. Uh, just a guy that I think uh, is n- never going to be the flashy piece of your rotation, but just about every major league rotation would love to have Marco Gonzalez in it. Uh, and then a really yeah. good bullpen. Uh, this is, you know, I think so far out of, you know, the Central and the AL West teams that we've, analyzed so far like the most complete team obviously we're going to get to some other teams in this episode but this is the most complete team we've talked about so far um yeah julio rodriguez excited to see another full season of him and yeah and this is going to be an awesome year for the mariners really loving what they have so excited for it um and yeah, it's just the Astros also exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Colton Wong move is like pretty exciting. I mean, with these shift rules, athleticism at second base is going to become important again. And Colton Wong defensively can get it done. So they're going to love that. I mean, dude, this lineup is a good lineup. I really hope Jared Clinic can put it together. I mean, he's only 23 still like. He's got time. That would be exciting. They also have Taylor Trammell. Trammell? He's on the injured list right now. Fractured hamate. So he's actually, that happened in February. So he's going to be out for a while. So probably don't need to talk about him much. But I'm just excited for this Mariners team, man. I really am. Have a lot of studs. It, they Dude, they stole my heart last year down the stretch. I mean, dude, Luis Castillo is electric. I don't think I can say anything and <laughs> say enough about him. I mean, I loved him on the Reds and when they traded him to the Seattle, he just hit another gear and he was pumping heat and his changeup is beautiful. And this yeah, team has a guy with the nickname, the big dumper. Like how do you yeah. not root for them? <laughs> I think uh, Luis Castillo has been a kind of notorious slow starter. I think if he has a, a hot start this year. There's legitimate, you know, Cy Young talk with him. I would Ooh. love that. Yeah, could definitely see it. Um, yeah. Only real reason I had the Mariners under the Rangers outside of just an unreal amount of hopium, um, is uh, Mariners were really good last year as well, obviously, but they still found a lot of ways to get into some 
close games, like a lot of close games. Um, I think they led the majors in one run games. Um, it was, it's a little crazy. Um, but, uh, I definitely think, yeah, the additions you guys said, Colton Wong will be, will be awesome. You know, Tay Oscar, um, Teo wasn't a fan favorite in Toronto for nothing. Um, dude's exciting to watch. He's really, really fun. Um, of course that also comes with, uh, sort of the problem of, uh, the times that he's not fun, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. uh, he can put on some pretty subpar defense, um, and he can also have some stretches at the plate where he's he's less than great. But uh, but boy, when he's when he's on, he is awesome, awesome to watch. Um, I love this rotation a lot. They're really really good. That top trio of uh, Castillo, Ray, and Gilbert is pretty ridiculous. Um, Obviously, Mark Gonzalez is really good. George Kirby will be really interesting if he is gets to be in the rotation. Otherwise, it's uh, Chris Flexen. Um, both still really good. I yeah, I've I've got uh, I got high hopes for for the Mariners. Um, for what it's worth, they're not in third place on my list by much. They're they're only I have I have them only a game under the Rangers. So makes sense. There, <laughs> it's really close. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think. We would we all agree that this team's ceiling is first place in the West? Yeah, uh, I, that's a tough question, man. I, a lot would have to go wrong on the Astros side the, for this team. To their even, their well, ceiling, like, so their ceiling is only first because the Astros' floor is somehow second. <laughs> okay, yes. if I if I said this, like the Mariners' ceiling in my mind is like ninety five wins. And okay. I think the Astros yeah. floor is like low 90s at maybe high 80s. Maybe. And that's if a lot goes wrong. So it just it's slim margins where I guess I'll say sure. their ceiling is first. But Yeah, like maybe your MVP misses eight to ten weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that's even true. in my mind still, like it would take more than that. Like it. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Very. Yeah. I mean, very slim margins. That's a good well, time to roll right into the Astros, huh? Yeah, Adam, tell us why, in spite of the Jose Altuve injury, these Astros are going to take home first in the AL West. Because despite losing a Cy Young uh, in... Uh, I, I wrote JV, and my brain auto-filled that to Jonas Valanciunas, um, which is just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, sorry, Justin Furlander. Uh, um, they yoinked Jose Abreu, uh, which is kind of absurd um that somebody like Abreu is probably going to be filling like a five hole spot on this team is stupid well when Altuve is healthy maybe even the sixth <laughs> it's so absurd um like Fangraphs has him at the fifth right now but that's with Altuve on the injured list oh wow yeah um it, this batting lineup is unreal uh Pena is a breakout star obviously that postseason was incredible um, I think it will. I think people may have forgotten that Pena was not that guy as much during the regular season. That's what I was going to talk about. Too, but yes. uh, but if he can keep finding that postseason, that sort of postseason gear that he showed, um, that dude's going to be a problem. Um, yeah. Kyle that Tucker, yeah, can go a very long way. It's nuts. I'm to throw that out and there. and that's and that's a franchise man that instills that kind of confidence in you. They've they've been yeah. winning for a while now. Um, but Kyle Tucker, Bregman, Jordan Alvarez. I mean that that top of the of the <laughs> top of the lineup card is disgusting. Um, 
it it thins out a little bit obviously um david hensley jazz mccormick uh Mar- martin maldonado not bats that you're gonna say are total world beaters but they don't need to be with the rest of that lineup um hensley's a rookie too it looks like they have him penciled in to fill in for altuve altuve yeah um hey they still have mauricio dubon yeah that's what i was gonna throw out like they might dubon's like a freak athlete he can play second short third center field he's played Uh, all over the place giant he's played all over the place yep his bat has always been his biggest question mark but i mean they haven't projected a 255 average which is kind of surprising to me uh but him playing second base with the shift rules would be a lot of fun because i mean he's a shortstop like he has the range and he's very athletic so yeah um the other highs that I've got for for the Astros still an insane bullpen. Uh, Presley, Rafael Montero, Hector Neris, awesome, awesome bullpen. My only question mark, and I know um, it's funny because I sort of talked to uh, Noah about this. We did a, a thing of predicting players that might have a bit of a downturn. Um, I'm really interested to see what this rotation looks like. Um, I predict that Framber Valdez will probably drop off a little bit. Um, I also don't totally, I'm not totally uh, believing that Christian Javier and Luis Garcia pull off quite the seasons that they had last year. That's not to say that they won't still have really, really good seasons. Um, But like you look at Christian Javier year to year in his 2021, you know, he was throwing 355 ERA and he drops it a full point over, you know, (laughs) into 2022 it's like okay cool can you do that again like can you do a 255 again is that a thing that you've got <laughs> when you said do it again i thought you meant like drop a point again no 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 <laughs> yeah no he's he's not gonna drop to a 155 that'd be nuts um but <laughs> uh he does it though that would be that, that would be, would be insane uh luis garcia uh has hasn't dropped he still is really really good still a sub four era but he's been steadily rising era wise season to season um and then i if you wanted to listen to my thoughts on framber from uh of why i think he's gonna drop off a little bit i think he'll drop off a little bit as well um that's not to say that i think that this team is bad obviously (laughs) i put them above the rangers that's pretty high praise um <laughs> this year uh this year i did rookie put, penciled yeah, in as that fifth spot yeah top prospect yeah which i don't i think the only reason he's penciled in right now is lance mccullers is out um, yeah but mccullers I mean, will, from what i've heard hunter brown's gonna throw the ball and he's gonna be nasty this year is, is the word on the street all right Dude, the, the crazy part ready is for it. all these starting pitchers are under 30 and they have three years control still of all of them, three years or more. Yeah. So this could be the making of a nasty rotation for the next three years, which is scary to think about. I mean, I don't know. I think this is the most complete roster in baseball. And it's way up there. And man, yeah, you talk yeah, about I, you talk about young and control. I mean, that's just the rotation. Yeah. Think about Pena's only twenty five, Tucker's twenty six, your lineup. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez isn't even 26. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, this Astros team is, I would say, the most complete roster in all of baseball, and they are young and have control of a lot of these guys. That is a recipe that is not great to see <laughs> for anybody <laughs> else in this division. Um, honestly, the league, though, they're a World Series threat every year, and I think yep. that, I mean, that's how we have to look at them. There's no other way we can look at this team. They are a World Series threat. They show that 
at the trade deadline, they're going to go whatever little hole you might think they have in their team, they're going to go and try filling it. Last year, they went and got a Trey Mancini, a Christian Vasquez. And you're like, oh, these guys are going for it. And guess what? We get to the trade deadline. The Astros sink their piece away. They're going to go for it. And the other crazy thing about this team is it's homegrown talent. Yeah. Like a lot of these super teams, we don't see built off of homegrown talent. And dude, you look at the Astros fan graphs, Houston is all over this thing. Yeah. And even a lot of the guys that aren't Houston, like Jordan Alvarez, you can credit that to Jordan Alvarez to being Houston because he came up in their system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pure homegrown, they've got yeah, 24 of their 40 man is pure Houston. That's crazy. All of their rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That even McCullers, who's injured, like all six of them. <laughs> like that's yeah. just yeah, and this Houston team is just absurd. I can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, yeah great team. Uh, and then we haven't even mentioned, and we'll see what we get from him, but Michael Brantley uh, waiting to come back from his uh, injury as well. But yeah, I, th- I think that this team would have to have some people underperform and an injury uh, in order for the Mariners to to snatch that uh that first place from them and we got a bit of an injury but we'll see if there's any underperformances but you you don't feel like there will be um it is interesting i i uh on at first uh hearing the whole frander framber possible uh regression uh this year i was like i don't know but then when you think about ground ball pitcher limited shifting similar to tyler anderson definitely could be I've heard a lot of great stuff about people thinking Christian Javier is just really going to continue that with that invisible fastball he throws, really just punching the world out. That would be exciting to see. I feel pretty confident in this rotation, uh, obviously confident in the lineup, but um, we will see with Jeremy Pena, though, because great end of the year, great playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that carries over, but this isn't a guy that was uh, you know, 820 OPS uh all year try like over 100 points less than that uh so i mean really solid defensively and just a really solid head on his shoulders so he's gonna be steady throughout the year but he might not be an all-star like some people might uh make him out to be yeah i 100 uh, percent agree um yeah but I mean, yeah dude i'm still excited for him Freak oh out. insane oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and all and just a great organization to to be that kind of talent in And like, it could be a thing. We're still like a year away from seeing him be a consistent player. Like Mm -hmm. he's still young. He only has one year of experience. Like there's still things he's going to have to figure out. Teams have had an off season to go look at him and be like, okay, where do we think the holes in his swing are? Where should we be attacking him when we pitch? Like he's going to have, you could say a harder time at the plate this year. Teams know his approach and how does, how is he going to react to that? For sure. Yeah, Yeah. But Overall, nasty team, not too much to add. But before I go into my AL West MVP, I want to ask you, Jose Abreu, 29 and a half home runs in 2023, over or under? Uh, Under. Yeah. How many did he have last year? Down power year last year. His exit velo was great, though. Hard hit percentage was awesome. Mm. Hmm, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to go under. He's only in the last five years, he's only had two seasons where he was above. One, he was at 30. One, he was at 33. 
A lot of years in the 20 home run. I'm going to say he's just under. I'm slamming the over. The, the <laughs> Houston Astros scientists are going to put him in a lab and just be like, okay. hey, keep All hitting right. the ball hard, but just hit it slightly higher and also into the Crawford <laughs> boxes, which are five feet away from home plate. And then boom, there we go. Jose Abreu. <laughs> Dude, oh, that's such good advice. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, okay, let's go. Nope. Wait, oh, you want MVP. MVP. I Who's your MVP? Not going to think too hard about this one. Julio Rodriguez. Ooh, okay. That's where I'm going to. Oh, really? Oh, I, I went yeah. somewhere else on not going to think too hard about this. Uh, Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went Actually, for team success. Let's well. go Otani. <laughs> All right. I like that. Otani was MVP last year, so. <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Ward. I'm rev- I'm I'm full revisionist history on last year's MVP. Uh, Aaron, Aaron right. Judge definitely won it, but all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, well, he didn't. Let's talk about something we could all agree on, and that is that the Colorado Rockies are going to be last in the National League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. We got to start, start with number first, one. So who knows? Number one. Who you guys got? Padres. Wow, got very quiet after I said got that. Adam. We got. Oh, I got the San Diego Padres. You know, all for these last few weeks, I've been like, I'm going to pick the Dodgers just because they, you know, everyone's doubting them and then they're just going to be the Dodgers. But then I just keep looking and then I'm, I'm going Padres. I'm going Padres. That's yeah. smart. That's smart. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Number two. I have the Dodgers. Dodgers. I have the Giants. Do you? <laughs> I, I actually do. Oh boy. Um it's very quiet, but I actually do. <laughs> I've got the Giants at third. I have the Dodgers at third. I also have the Giants at third. Okay. Yep. D backs and then Rockies, four or five. Yes. Yes. D backs and Rockies. Yep. All right. Well, I mean we can let's start <laughs> from the bottom as as we have been. Colorado okay, Rockies. Okay. Um, they, they signed Jerkson Profar today. Shout hey, out the Rockies. I, you know what? I was shocked this, it took a team that long to sign him. This, the for whatever you want to say about the Rockies, this is a major league one through five. <laughs> they have Mike Moustakis. Yeah, yeah, they Malibu got Mike. Yeah, Mike. They got Moose. They got Moose. I did not know that. <laughs> Malibu look, Mike. I look. I agree. This this they have major league players. The lineup is gonna hit. Uh huh. You're gonna see some bombs between Profar, sneaky deep home run hitter, mm-hmm. uh, CJ Crone, Ryan McMahon, and Malibu Mike. You're gonna see some balls launched in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And you also, know, you're gonna give up balls that are launched. The, the, rota- <laughs> the rotation's gonna pitch too. Oh and, yeah. I mean, oh, they're gonna pitch. That, that's about all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna pitch. They're, they're gonna, gonna pitch. They're gonna pitch live BP. You're <laughs> ignoring it out there. You're ignoring the best news of the 2023 baseball season. Oh, no. And I think all of our listeners know where I'm going with this. It is the return of the big gomb. The big gomb. He Break do be. Season. He do be back. <laughs> he be. Back. So, oh man, yeah, he do be back. Um, I uh, also, this might be the worst. This might be the worst starting rotation, by the way, in baseball. They're terrible. 
Monarchy this is not a good rotation. Good. Other than that, that's it's not really good. It's bad. Even the bad teams in the central, there's some right legit promise. No, for sure. This like like not. like even yeah. just like flashing back to like the Reds. Like the Reds are a team that by all accounts suck. They're terrible. The Reds are not a good team. But even that rotation, I'm like, yeah, I could see it. I could see it being a good rotation. The Rockies? No, no shot. And you're in the most hitter friendly park, dude. That's they're gonna give up a thousand runs this year. (laughs) Their closer Daniel Bard just imploded in the. Oh my god! Is he? Wait, is he actually their starting? Oh god, he's so bad though. He had an incredible year last year. It's he did, but he's had a hand, which is interesting. Yeah, he did have. You're right. Nelson Lamet. Did Nelson Lamet is a kind of like low-key exciting for me like what i what is denelson lament like he was so good for the padres for a little stretch there and just he's he's certainly a bullpen pitcher his career is just imploded from then that point um i rocky's lineup isn't bad i'm just not not i mean if chris bryant's healthy i think that maybe gives them a shot yeah. To go after the Diamondbacks, maybe, but no. I mean, if you live in Colorado, you're gonna have fun going to the ballpark. You got some solid offensive pieces, beautiful stadium. Uh, I, from what I've heard, great downtown atmosphere. It, but in terms of following it for a whole 162, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna be that good bro you know i know no going to games will be great like you're gonna see a lot of home runs get hit by your team and you're gonna see a lot of home runs get hit by the dude folks dude, dude you know what you know what get, hate on the rockies all we want but they are exactly what the what major league baseball wants they want dingers they want excitement this is this is the team to watch for just offense <laughs> Yeah, and uh, depending on the playing time, we might see Brendan Rodgers steal a ton. He stole a lot in the minor leagues. I guess he's he's got a oh he's got a torn labrum. So ooh, <laughs> um, never mind. Ooh, <laughs> that's just realization. You're like, oh, scratch uh, everything I said. Ooh, and speaking of, I feel like we've spent too much time on the Rockies. Yeah, yeah we probably so. have. All right, anyway, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Uh, uh, you know I what? Wanted. Go for it. I wanted so hard to put the Diamondbacks in third. <laughs> I love I love this group of offensive players. I mean, Corbin Carroll already got the extension. Uh, electric. That's huge. Yeah, Cattell Marte's looking for a bounce back. And then Jake McCarthy, uh, Christian Walker, Gold Glove, 30 Bomber last year, Josh Rojas, Alec Thomas, love watching him in center field for Team Mexico. Getting Lourdes Guriel Jr., Nick Ahmed, you know, not much of a stick, but an amazing defender. Carson Kelly, just a solid big league catcher. And then Gabriel Moreno, maybe, you know, taken over from Carson Kelly. And then Longo, hello. Yep. Um, and then, but it's just the reason I couldn't, because I do think that this lineup could be better than the Giants. Um, this just the pitching. Zach Gallon, yep. awesome last year. Merrill Kelly, super solid. But then you go Bumgarner, Davies, and then Ryan Nelson. It's just not enough for me. I uh, this was one of my 
favorite teams uh, for the wild card pick in the MLB TV draft, but I had to go with my Red Sox. Um, but this is going to be a really fun team to tune into. Um, yeah, I mean, if you live in Colorado and it's going to be a Rockies Diamondbacks game, you better get there, dude. Hell That's yeah, fun, uh, dude. So, Bumgarner is yeah. gonna hate the pitch clock. I feel like we're gonna see him get upset at some point. Yeah, <laughs> the pitch probably it's gonna happen. Look, I, I love Mad Bum, man. I miss that guy. Look, I um for for my sort of D backs thing, I love the future for the D backs. Um, okay. but it's not happening right now. <laughs> um, I I think uh I think in maybe a couple of years, really really solid, just not. But th- this season, they're still gonna be a nice solid four. Um, I like the Lourdes Gurriel edition. I love Lourdes. I think he's going to be really fun for the D-backs. Um, Longo's a fun DH, but he's, he's obviously not going to be a part of any long-term sort of plans for them. Um, I think Gabriel Moreno could be awesome for them as well. Really, really solid batting catcher could, could be a really awesome, awesome piece. But until, until they get a couple more bats and some actual good three through five guys in that rotation, um, they're going to be a step behind the giants and everybody and a, a few steps behind everybody else. Um, but I like their future. I like, I like, uh, I like like 2025 for the D backs to be like a, 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 maybe a solid team. Adam. Yeah. What is the percentage chance you give the diamondbacks of finishing ahead of the San Francisco giants? Ooh, I mean, <laughs> the joke answer is 50 50 it either happens or it doesn't right um yes. the correct answer. yeah that 50 50 is the real answer there um so i don't think they're that far apart for what it's worth i have the giants at 500 i have the d-backs with 74 wins i i i would say 35 40 percent chance maybe Okay, um, okay, I like it. I like it. Giants, Giants made some fun, ad- some good additions. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the Giants in a little bit. Um, yeah, let's go snakes. Yeah, I think the D backs definitely have a decent ceiling. Um, pretty hampered by by that back end of that rotation, but uh, they could win some games. Any snakes? Yeah, the Diamondbacks aren't finishing ahead of the Giants. Not happening. Yeah, well, not happening. All right, I bud. just refuse to believe it. Um, now, dude, the Diamondbacks are a young, up-and-coming team. I think they're a year away from really like. If I'm the Diamondbacks going into next offseason, you're attaching the pitching market. Yep. Probably won't get the top guy in Otani. Don't think the Diamondbacks got that type of money. But dude, could you, you they imagine need a, though? Oh, if they did, the That'd be Diamondbacks fire. would be an exciting team. But I don't think the Diamondbacks are the type of place Otani's looking to go. I think he wants to go to that big market. Um, it's a lot of young players. Longoria is going to be a great mentor to these young hitters. He knows what it looks like to win. He's been on a lot of really good teams, some in Tampa, some with San Francisco. And it, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm excited for this team. I think they have a lot of potential, but like I said, I think they're still a year away from truly breaking out. Yeah. Well, speaking of apparently a team that you think is breaking out again, dude, I got to hear why the Giants are number two. 
Uh, it's more of my concerns about the Dodgers, which is okay. crazy to say. But uh, I, dude, the Giants were a 500 team last year. Mm-hmm. I think in the offseason, they've gotten better. And last year, they suffered from like there was the they had the highest batting average of balls in play of any team last year, like just or against them, I should say. Uh, defensively, they weren't good, and every ball was just finding a hole. It like wasn't. It was kind of the opposite of the 2021 season in a way. Like 2021, everything goes right, right? They win the division, 107 games, and that was like a way overperformance, right? I'll say it. It was an overperformance. That shouldn't be a hot take by any means. And last year, I think last year was a bit of an underperformance, and. Like they improved, they acquired Mitch Haniger, who is hurt right now, so he's probably not going to start the year. Uh, they acquired Michael Conforto, who's another exciting outfielder. They acquired this guy named Blake Sable in the Rule Five draft, who has just been lighting up in spring training. He's going to be making the roster. Uh, he's like a they have him listed as a DH, but he's not going to DH at all, and I can <laughs> promise you that. I uh, don't know why they have him listed as a DH, but he's like an outfielder that started learning to play catcher last year and the giants kind of picked him up hoping he can learn to play catcher and he's hit the ball so well they've kind of had to put him on this they're kind of having to put him on the rotation or the roster not the rotation (laughs) the roster i don't know he he, blake stable's very interesting draft right yeah they have to put him on the roster so he's played himself on but they're not confident enough for him to be the backup catcher so that's probably going to be Roberto Perez. Uh, yeah. Who Shout out Roberto Perez. He's been doing it a long time. But dude, the Giants starting rotation. Logan Webb. Alex Cobb is like way better than people realize. Like if you look at his stats last year, he was like the most unlucky pitcher in all of baseball last year. It's kind of wild. Uh, Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling is extremely interesting. The Giants have pretty much every pitcher that's come to the Giants the last three years has gotten better. So I'm excited what they can do to Sean Manaya, who has looked to have this stuff at some times. He's throwing the ball like two, three miles per hour harder. Ross Stripling's already a stud. He's kind of similar to Alex Wood in the way they work, even though one's righty, one's lefty. They're both just, I don't know. They're similar type pitchers. They both came from the Dodgers system. So I guess it kind of makes sense. And the Giants bullpen, I mean, I, I think they're extremely good. Like, I think they're a top 10 bullpen in baseball. And I'm very excited to watch this Giants team play. I mean, I, I kind of told this to Noah earlier. If you look at a lot of their offensive projections, they don't have that superstar in the projections. But nobody, for the most part, is really uh, like below average projection. Everyone's kind of projected from like just right around league average to like pretty solid players. And they platoon a lot, so they get the good advantage. I'm just really excited for this Giants team, and I could see them putting together like a low 90 win season. And if the Dodgers struggle, like I think they might, I could see them ending up high 80s, and it just kind of happened. The Giants sneaks by them by one or two games. Yeah. So you guys tell me your take, because obviously <laughs> I'm extremely biased. Yeah. Um. I I think that the Giants are just towing that line of mediocre and good. Um, I like the Ross Stripling and Shamanaya moves. I think those are awesome center rotation pieces. I like the Mitch Hanniger and, and Conforto outfield ads. Um, I just think that 
they're not going to recapture that 2021 lightning again. Um, I think they need too many, uh, as good as I think their pitching is, um, I, I like their rotation a lot. I don't know if I'd have to think about it a little more off off rip. I don't feel like their bullpen is a top 10 bullpen. Obviously I like Camilo Duvall a lot and Taylor Rogers a lot. I'm just trying to think about how I feel about the rest of that pen. They are still solid though. Um, but I think they need too many bats to click all at the same time for it to really, for it to really work out to be a second place team. Um, I just don't see the emergence of good seasons or even great, great seasons or even good seasons by like Joey Bart, David VR, Tyro Estrada, Lamont Wade, like all at the same time, or even like three of the four or something like that. I could see one or two of them having really good seasons. I could see all four of them having really good stretches of the season. Um, I just don't, I just don't see them putting it together for a full year, but, uh, but who knows? It's happened before, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not completely sold on a lot of their lineup pieces, like Lamont Waite Jr., uh, you know, Yaz, Joey Bart. Hopeful for them. Love Jock when he's on fire. Love Conforto. Love that swing. So excited for Hanniger, but he's already got an oblique. Um, Tyro Estrada, I think, is just a really solid player. Maybe he could even take a step up. Um, really like this rotation. Uh, loyal listeners will know that I've come on at least once, maybe a few times, and told you exactly what uh, Brian did about how nasty Alex Cobb was and how incredibly unlucky he was. So, looking for him to continue that. Hopefully, he's also going to be, he's like 35 and a half right now. So, we'll see. But I have faith in that and this rotation. Alex Wood is really the only spot where I'm like, okay, just stay healthy uh sean and i think the, you know the, the mad scientists have been working on him that's gonna be exciting and i cannot stand the logan webb like just <laughs> overlooking and the slander uh a stud dude is a stud i mean probably a lot of our listeners and us uh, don't feel that way because we live in an area where logan webb is definitely respected but there's just I don't know. You you hear some of these national guys talk or you look at some of these national rankings and Logan Webb is not where he needs to be. Dude is legit. Dude is a stud. Uh probably I like outside of like injury and Bryce Harper and stuff like that, the most devastating loss for the team USA and the WBC. Um he would have been awesome in this tournament. Yeah. So they could have had him. Webb Kershaw one two and that would have been That's ridiculous. Nuts. Yeah. It's just uh, brutal, but um, yeah, and I, I mean, you mentioned that Blake uh, Sable stuff. Uh, was not aware of that, but saw that uh, Roberto Perez right now is slotted as their backup catcher. I think that's a really solid backup guy to have, just a Gold Glove caliber um, guy back there in case Joey Bart struggles a little bit. Just have him come in, uh, give Bart some days off. Hopeful for, I mean, like, hopefully Bart does something. Man, that just sucks. Uh, Taking them number two. Yeah, he had a rough But um, <laughs> here's a question: Who, if anyone, has a worse batting lineup in this division than the San Francisco Giants? Yeah, I mean, 
I could maybe see an argument that the Rockies are worse. But that one through five, I right. like a lot no, better. I agree. Than the Giants one I agree. Five. I yeah. The difference is like yeah. The one through the one through fives. Yeah, it's it's pretty clearly Rockies. But the one through nines is like yeah. Yeah, maybe I could I could see it going kind of either way. Um, yeah, Giants. And again, that's that's why that's my biggest concern for them. Yeah, like, I think it's it's those bats. They've yeah, all Rockies, got a click. Diamondbacks, Giants, all kind of on that very similar tier of, of lineup. I disagree. But anyways, uh, <laughs> J.D. Davis is my breakout player to watch for the Giants. I mean, okay. dude, since they acquired, he had some huge seasons with the Mets. And when the Giants acquired him in one of the biggest ripoff trades we've seen in a while where they sent Darren Ruff to the Mets for J.D. Davis plus prospects <laughs> just absolutely wild they got four players for darren ruff jd davis out hit darren ruff like crazy down the stretch and he just had a really good year and i'm excited and he's kind of my breakout player to watch offensively uh another thing to monitor about the bullpen is they also have luke jackson who's coming back from tommy john surgery look up luke jackson's stats from the braves world series run that dude is an absolute stud so I think they have three phenomenal relievers in Duvall, Taylor Rogers, and Luke Jackson. I think Tyler Rogers is really solid. John Brebia had a great year last year. And I mean, they have uh, Jacob Junis and Disclafani slotted in as relievers. So they really do have seven starters on this roster. With Kyle Harrison, the big, probably the Giants' best prospect right now in the wings. He's a lefty. Didn't have the best spring training but he is someone that the Giants have said they're going to try to get up in the majors. Uh, he has that Chris Sell type aesthetic with how he pitches. Not kind of a different pitcher, but definitely has that like long lefty motion with the sweeping slider. That's always fun to watch. And Logan Webb is in on contention this year in my mind. Like yeah. if he continues to put it together, that guy is unreal. And I think this Giants lineup and the way they piece it together, I mean, the Giants problem last year was not scoring. If you look at run production, I am uh, might be wild in saying this. Let me look it up before I completely fade it. But I think the Giants might have been top 10 in run scored last year, which I know kind of sounds crazy. Let me pull this up to make sure I'm not completely crazy in saying this run scored. I think they are number 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Top 10. 8, 11. 9. <laughs> They're 11. So close. Oh, but like no. the Giants didn't have a great offensive year last year, and they still finished number 11 in the league. This lineup scores runs. And I know it's like very easy to overlook a lot of those guys, but at the end of the day, they score runs. Like They just do. It's a good lineup, and the run production is much better than people think it is. Um... Just had to throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of question marks. I know that. Yeah, but well, I mean, speaking of some question marks, oh my, yeah, the Dodgers, huh? Oh, uh, they don't look like quite the world beaters uh, this oh, season. Lord. Not the Dodgers we're used to. No, um, I think. Starting with some of the uh, the positive, I think the Cindergard pickup will probably end up being good. 
just because they're going to do some weird devil magic the, with him. They're the Dodgers. <laughs> they're the Dodgers. It's going to he's going to just turn out good for whatever reason. Um, I'm also super pumped to see Dustin May back. Um, we haven't gotten to see full seasons from him, and he's one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Dude's absolutely filthy. But <laughs> the problem with the Dodgers, they lost just about everybody that went to free agency last season. Basically, anyone that went to free agency got pawned off, and they banked on their exit. I'm gonna just quickly rifle off some of these names because they yeah. are some big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Turner, Tyler Anderson, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Martin, Andrew Heaney, Craig Kimbrell, Joey Gallo, Edwin Rios, Kevin Pillar, Tommy oh. Canley. Not Kevin Pillar. Um, anyway, <laughs> point is, what they they are banking on their existing depth to carry them. The good news for the Dodgers is that post 2022, their existing depth was really good. And I think that they were they did that. The problem is now that the 2023 Dodgers have no depth and Gavin Lux went down in spring training and he's gone for the year. This is going to be an interesting problem for the Dodgers because the Dodgers have now gone from a team that is like a shoe in for 100 wins, not just because they have the talent, but also because even in situations where they need to bank on some of their their bench guys, they've got those guys. But now suddenly this is a glass cannon. Could they rifle off 100 wins and still be an insane team? Absolutely. But if they lose like two people, oh no, it's bad. Yeah, yeah we've I mean, never had this many question marks regarding the Dodgers. And I think that's, I mean, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Amazing. And I'll even throw Will Smith in amazing. those guys. Yeah, We're, I'm not questioning any of those three guys, right? No, I wouldn't. Max I'm not Muncy, either. What is Max Muncy? We saw a very down year last year. Can he get it back together? J.D. Martinez, what does he have left in the tank? David Peralta is your everyday left fielder. How do you feel about that? Hey, welcome Trace to the start. Welcome to the starting lineup, Miguel Rojas. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, hold Miguel, on. Yeah, huh? Miggy. Yeah, Miggy Rowe. I mean, sh shortstop for the Marlins last year. He's now your shortstop defensively. What does he have left? He's 34 years old. Offensively, he's never really been much. So every day, that's not what we used to see the Dodgers rolling out, who's gone right. from uh, a guy named Corey Seager, I think you've heard of him, to a guy named uh, Trey Turner. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be Gavin Lux, and now we're at Miggy Rowe. How do we feel about that? Miguel Vargas is penciled in as your second baseman. He's a rookie. What yeah. is he going to be? Is he going to be the prospect he's supposed to be? Who yeah, knows? I and mean, I'm still not sold on Trace Thompson. I, I, I yeah. feel like I need to throw that out there. Like, I feel like a lot of people are talking about Trace Thompson like he's a lock. I know he had a great year last year playing center field for them. Like, let me see. Yeah, he batted 268 and had a 901 OPS as a 31 year old breakout. I'm yeah. not sold on that. I mean, there was some talk that they might potentially trade Trace Thompson for IKF with the Yankees. If I was the Dodgers, I would have taken that. Yeah, I probably I would have too at this point. But um, and like a lot of people are hiding up, hyping up Jason Hayward. I'm not sold on that guy whatsoever. No, no not at all. What do you think, Noah? Well, it's funny. Adam was saying, like, let's start with the positives. And I thought for sure he's going to go, well, you got two MVPs. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I guess I guess I when I when I said that, I'm I'm thinking of positives that have changed now from year to year. Yeah. But well, here let's let's talk. Yeah, you got two MVPs at the starting lineup. You look at one through three, you got three potential 
I mean, Will Smith is a bit of a stretch, but three potential Hall of Famers. Uh, if Will Smith continues on that trajectory of just being an, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball, um, you got another Hall of Famer in the rotation, uh, perennial Cy Young content, uh, candidate in Julio Urias, and then Syndergaard's your reclamation project. Dustin May's looking nasty. I keep hearing good things about Ryan Pepio. Let's see, let's see him do it. For they need him to do well. He's probably he's probably nasty. Every starting pitcher the Dodgers call <laughs> nasty. Yeah, but I I do have a good feeling about their old guys. Honestly, I think JD Peralta, and then from what I'm hearing about Jason Hayward, I mean, we'll see if it's for real or not. But I think those three guys, you know, maybe two, one, two, if not all three, could really have a solid year. Um, kind of near the end of the career, uh, David Peralta has been showing it in the WBC. That's a a uh, silver slugger and a gold glove winner in his past. Um, Max Muncie is projected for a definite bounce back. I mean, uh, hopefully uh, we'll see that. Um, Miguel Rojas, I'd say I'm definitely still confident in his defensive ability. Let's see offensively, but I agree. I, they need a center fielder. Um, we'll see what trace has got, but I, if I'm a Dodgers fan, I want a center fielder, even though like, because yep. What, who who else is going to be out there? You know, Chris Taylor? I what mean, is I want Chris Taylor else. at this point? <laughs> yeah, I want someone else. Um, their bullpen is projected to be a very uh, good regular season bullpen. I don't trust them in a playoff <laughs> series, but uh, projected to be very nasty in the regular season, and that's what I expect to see. Uh, would absolutely not be surprised at all if this team wins the division just because they're the Dodgers. Yeah. They figure things out, and yeah. And I must say, like, when I said they're third, that's me picking them at their floor, right? Their ceiling is first. I think their absolute floor is the third. While the Giants, I'm picking them at their ceiling. And I think the Giants floor could potentially be fourth place, right? So yeah, that's that's a bit of the that's a bit of the Homer fan coming out. Me, I'm picking the Dodgers at their floor. I'm picking the Giants at their ceiling. As the roster sits with the Dodgers, I'm not currently a fan. I my personal take with how the Dodgers offseason went is they're clearing salary space to go after Otani next year, as I think a lot of MLB teams are. It's uh, it's it's wild to me because I think that they might be the team that needs it the least. Yeah, but the Dodgers love themselves I know, a superstar. But it's the Dodgers. They love themselves a superstar. So <laughs> they're definitely gonna be in on the Otani because I think in terms of the NL West, I don't think the Padres, Dodgers, or Giants want any of each other to get it. So all three of them are going to be in on it. Yep. And that might lead to an insane bidding war just within the NL West, not considering the other teams that are going to be in on it. Yeah, Otani's the Dude, kind of Otani. player. We, <laughs> He's going to make some ridiculous money. Yeah, we've brought it up every we've time. We've said this, but like, yeah. bro, like, I think every time I, like, we talk about him more. I just think he could potentially make even more. That's yeah, ridiculous. Like, it's absurd. Like he's a like I I was thinking I was he's maybe going over five hundred million. Now that I'm talking about it, he's a hundred percent getting five hundred plus. <laughs> like I am. I just can't could be convinced otherwise. All right. Anyway, that's the Dodgers. Hey, me and Noah though, we believe in the in the Padres. All of us. Only you two? Oh, I no, no. Well, that's right. No, first. you did say Padres first. That's right. That's right. You did say Padres first. We all believe in the Padres. And I love you it. You know how much that hurts me to say? Sorry. I've done nothing but 
trash talked this team for years. <laughs> they were the joke of the NL West forever. Yeah, and then, but uh, they 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 going for it this time around. All of a sudden, they got money falling out of their pockets. Dude, Xander locking down shortstop means that uh, with Tatis coming back, he can actually not be a liability on defense. Um, or he can just straight up not play defense. That's honestly not a bad option either. Um, is Tatis hurt or Tatis is... Oh, is he still suspended? How long is yeah. he suspended till? He I is. Think, a... oh, I, I think he's coming back for twenty. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, that's absolutely eligible to return for twenty twenty three. Yeah, so he'll he'll probably he's, you know. Oh. Yeah, he's gonna come back. He's gonna light it up immediately. Oh, know. absolutely. He's gonna light it up. Um, yeah, that's so stupid. They um, might. They might. They have a... Matt Carpenter pitch <laughs> penciled in as their right fielder. Yeah, right he's now. not going to play right field. Yeah, I mean, there might be sort of a return from suspension haze for Tatis Jr., but I'm sure he'll be able to shake it off and you know, eventually <laughs> just yeah. Anyway, be a spark plug. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop those puns, uh, but. Uh, uh, pitching is still really solid. They add uh, Michael Waka, who I think is going to be awesome middle rotation guy. They also added Seth Lugo, which should be interesting. Um, but they they made some big re-signings. Um, Nick Martinez has, has been re-signed. Suarez re-signed. Bullpen is sneaky, really, really solid, especially if Josh Hader comes back and is even remotely close to the Josh Hader that we know that he is. Um, one of the best sets of bats in the league. Honestly, top to bottom, this lineup is kind of awesome. Um, dude, I I like the energy of this team so much coming into this season. I'm pumped on the Padres. Yeah, I, I mean, this team is extremely talented. They have all the names. They have the power. They have the ball and play skill you want from the offense. They have the defense, right? Manny Machado and Sander on your left side of your infield is going to be nice to watch with Hassan Kim playing second. Like, even Jake Cronenworth as a first baseman, like that's a really good defensive infield. Um, I, I'm not completely sold on the starting rotation. Uh, like how many innings are we going to get from Blake Snell? That's always an interesting thing to monitor. Like sure. in the past, I don't, I don't think he had a single game last year where he like pitched past the sixth inning and like a lot of them, he didn't even get into the six. Um, so that's interesting. And like, Waka, Martinez, Lugo, I personally am not sold on those three. I mean, I know they're, they've had solid seasons in the past, but I'm just not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Martinez is the interesting I think it's one. The third best, third best rotation in the division. Sure. sure. Martinez is the interesting one. Obviously, he's got that super weird career where he was just out of baseball for like five years. Um, and then comes back, lights it up, and then they go, okay, cool, here's a contract. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm also not 100% sold on Martinez, um, but Snell's really solid when he's on, and you Darvish is, he's you Darvish. I feel like he's going to pitch until he's 60. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you Darvish is and it's always fun to watch. I believe he's pitching for Team Japan tomorrow, so that'll be fun to watch. Hmm. That's going to be fun. But, um... I mean, when you look at this lineup, you talk about the core four of Xander, Soto, Machado, and Tatis Jr. That it literally does not get better than that. Yeah, that's but absurd. When you go beyond that, I'm not sold on anything really. 
I Cronenworth, a really solid four win player last year, but with the 722 OPS, is that you want a 722 OPS out of your first baseman? I mean, I think Cronenworth's I given you the most uh, value at second or short. So mm-hmm. I think we'll rotate him around and he'll get those places. But to me, um, I mean, we'll see if he's able to kind of bounce back and return to his 21 form. But 2022 Jake Cronenworth is not a valuable first baseman in my eyes, or not a very valuable one, at least. Um, sure. Nelson yeah, Cruz, dude. Matt Carpenter. Do you trust those guys? I mean, hey, that, hey, I, Nelson, big, Nelson Cruz, maybe not, but Matt Carpenter. Hell yeah. I mean, Dude, I hope so. Just looking at the Fangraphs page, having a Nelson Cruz being signed in 1998 just pops off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's anxious. Like, I love it. You just you, Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter are as big a question marks as you can get. Like, what are they? Carpenter had that electric part of last year. Carp- Nelson Cruz <laughs> didn't have the best last year. Carpenter's Matt Carpenter got hurt. Carpenter's like just his the difference between carbs 2021 and 2022 is genuinely hysterical his 2020 his 2021 he batted once over 130 games batted 169 slugged 275 in 2022 in 47 games he hit 305 and slugged 727 yeah that's absurd what is Matt Carpenter? And I think the biggest thing we haven't even mentioned, what is Tatis going to look like playing outfield? I mean, we've seen some highlights in spring training. Hasn't always looked pretty. Highlights yeah. is a like, word. Uh, yeah, highlights, yeah, is, highlights might be the wrong word. But like, I, Tatis, like, what if the Tatis experiment in the outfield goes poorly? What does Tatis's future look like? Like, it... It's very interesting because they have Machado and Bogarts locked down. Like the left side of the infield is Bogarts and Machado. Like, all right, guys, we're sending to learn to play second. All right, we're sending Nelson Cruz back out into the outfield. Yeah, (laughs) but but like I I think it's a real question to ask. Like, what if Tatis can't play the outfield? Like, do you put him at second? Do you tell Tatis you're our first baseman now? Like, yeah, you're a freak athlete, but. And is first base a better spot for him? Limit the injury risk. I can't like I can't see him playing second just because that would be such a downgrade defensively that I think it it hurts them more than anything else. Especially I mean, I, I kind of wanted to bring this up a little bit with with the Dodgers. Um, because I know we've we've said it a couple of times, but in a year where the shift is no longer a thing, your middle infield has to be more athletic. Because you don't, you, they they each have much more ground to cover, um, I, and so like with the Dodgers, right? You lose Gavin Lux, and now you've got the two Miguels as your middle infield, which is not super ideal. Electric. And if you've got, and if you've got Tatis playing a middle infield position who is super error prone, that's not necessarily good. <laughs> I, uh, I look, I, I, th- I think that I think that disrespect of Tatis's defense is getting a little overboard like i know he's prone to some errors but the dude is still a freak athlete and i think could absolutely very well put it together and be a good middle infielder so yeah i well, don't uh, oh, completely I buy think, that aspect of it no so i mean i guess here's i guess where, where i'm coming from it isn't the i think that he's outright bad because error prone is something that you can fix when you're a freak athlete the yeah. the question mark is more so okay so he's not going to play shortstop. That's that's Xander Bogarts now. 
you're not doing that. So then, if he plays second, what are you doing with Ha Sung Kim? Ha Sung Kim is a he's, he's, he's a better defender, he's a rotation guy. Yeah, yeah. He's I, I like I think Tatis's peak defense potential though is greater than Ha Sung Kim at second, and Ha Sung Kim. I mean, dude, there's nothing wrong with having a fourth infielder that's just a rotational guy. He can go around giving days off to Manny Machado at sure. third, to Xander at sure, short, sure, sure. to Tatis at second, and just kind of rotate around, be a utility guy. And that's honestly kind of what they signed him to be. They signed him to be that super utility guy. Uh, I I mean, and that's no hate on Hassan Kim. He had a great year last year. Defensively, he is extremely good. I just think Tatis's pure potential at defensive, especially at second base, I think is... Yeah, greater than that of Hassan Kim. I don't think Hassan Kim is the reason they refuse to put Tatis at second. Is no, what I should say. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, I just, you know, I, I just think of all of that, and I think, you know, it, it, it is an interesting puzzle that the Padres have to solve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, uh, they're going to start that puzzle by putting him in outfield too. I guess. Yep. that's important. To know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do also kind of agree with Brian that Tatis Jr. could definitely be a very solid. A defensive infielder this is coming from someone that's you know watched Devers have that error prone label at the beginning of his career and but he's always had elite range uh Devers and I feel like Tatis is very similar in that way I feel like Devers still hasn't quite lost that label of being a bad defender even though he's pretty solid now I think part of that is just he looks like a bigger guy so people are like just assume he's bad at defense but it's really solid like over there. Pablo Will Sandoval, nobody wanted to believe he was a good defensive third baseman. Yeah. On yeah. the Giants, I should say. No, he was a but... he was a great defensive third baseman, actually. Well, Red Sox fans might disagree with you. Sure, sure, sure. For the Giants. For the Giants. But uh, <laughs> back to this uh, lineup. Yeah, Hassan Kim, another guy where it's, you know, not the best OPS, but really solid defense, and then Grisham as well. But I guess if you have that core four, you could get away with that. But I think four, five, six, I want to... I want to be sold on their uh, their well, I guess five, six, seven when Tatis is back. But yeah. the big reason why I picked the Padres over the Dodgers, it was really difficult for me. And I was looking at the fan graphs one through five rotation. I saw Darvish, Snell, Waka, Martinez, Lugo, and I was like, why does that feel not right? This feels like that surprised yeah. me how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and it's because. Musgrove is on the IL and he's going to be mm-hmm. soon returning from what I hear. Uh, yeah. It's, so it took way too long to mention him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Musgrove. So then when I remember that, I was like, you know what? There I'm going Padres. Musgrove's in that rotation. Blake Snell on a contract year, I think might have a really good year this year. I mean, he's going to be a five and six inning max guy, but I think it could be some really quality innings out of him when, uh, you know, he's actually on the mound. Uh, and yeah, I just I, I hope Waka is able to continue it. We'll see. Um, but yeah, with Musgrove in there as well, that's why they edged it out for me over the Dodgers. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I can't wait till everything goes horribly wrong for this and I can continue to bully Padres fans. Um, <laughs> my no. OK, here's one thing I will say about the Padres, though. If they don't win a World Series, in the next five years, this is going to be horrible for the game of baseball and the future of baseball. Not necessarily. And the reason I say that is because this Padres owner has invested a ton of money into this roster and all these big contracts to like 
acquire that core for you're talking about and they're apparently trying to lock soda down and there's rumors they're trying to go after otani right he is spending an insane amount of money on this team and if it doesn't work i am terrified that owners in the future will point to this team and be like this well, is why we don't spend money at world series yeah. this is why we don't spend money this is why we did it this is why we build through the draft and don't spend any money and i'm just terrified of that being a future thing in baseball and giving teams like the a's the pirates the reds like something to use as their reason why they continue to neglect their teams it's Um. not it's not if they don't win the world series it's if there's like not even playoff okay like if you're in the cs you know they have to make some deep playoff runs though they they can't be getting eliminated every year you're making a ton of money as a franchise. You're making a lot of buzz. And guess what? That's what success is. I mean, like, obviously, World Series is a success. But if, yeah. you're, if you're in it every year, that's, you know, that's running a successful franchise and running a successful business. So yeah, I don't think I they need to saying. win a World Series. but And maybe need, need to win a World success. Series is wrong. But, like, I kind of mean it. Like, they need to make some deep playoff runs, right? They have to yeah. be a... World Series threat, yeah, in my mind, and I, and I get what you're saying, and I. This is just like I guess a big fear of mine. Like it's more of something like, well, if this happens, that could be very bad. That's what I'm worried about. Well, um, wrapping up the Padres talk, I will say my NL West MVP and my NL MVP overall. Marcus Lynn Betts, give me Mookie Ooh. NL MVP. Where okay. are you going, Adam? Xander Bogarts. Nice. I'm gonna take Juan Soto. He oh, had a rough fair. year once getting to San Diego last year, and now that he's had an off season, get a little more comfortable. I think Juan Soto is gonna go back to being Juan Soto. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, is there another former Red Sox player that's going to win MVP? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's definitely, I don't know if any of the other ones off the top of my head. Kevin Pilar. Um <laughs> That would be insane. He's on the Braves now. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's on the NOS. Yeah. <laughs> Comeback player of the year to watch, Fernando that Tatis. Would, ooh, maybe. You know what? All right, hold on. Slight slight uh maybe thing here i think that coming back from a suspension should disallow you from something like that though yeah i actually don't it's also coming that... back from injury from last <laughs> yeah, that's no no yeah yeah, yeah. whatever also coming back from ringworm so oh, it's, it's ringworm it's ringworm you guys just don't oh, understand yeah, yeah no that's, i that's yeah, hilarious. whatever um <laughs> well, so stupid Oh, if you're still listening, thank you for listening. This is this is a, this is a long podcast. Probably this might be the longest one we've done. It's up there. It might be the longest by a long shot. So it was a blast talking to you boys as always, and Absolutely. we are one week closer to the start of the MLB season. Woo! Join us Man, for the good to say. <laughs> East breakdown. Our final predictions episode coming next week. Uh. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute doozy. Where I predict the Orioles in first place. Yes. I'm just kidding. You heard it here (laughs) first. Less crazy, 
than the Giants in second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That was definitely a solid opinion. <laughs> and with that, we will see you guys next week. Later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.